0: Preparing to stream the webinar. And yeah, (laughs) so here we go. Zoom says we're live. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Divi Chat, episode 173. Today, we are going to be talking about contact forms. Yay. It's such, it's not the sexiest topic. It's not the most exciting topic. But when is the last time you went to a website that did not have a contact form? When is the last time you built a website that didn't need a contact form? So it's something that we got to talk about. And then to top it off, there's a million different options and all kind of other things you need to take into consideration. So we're going to just crush this today. You have to be a little patient with us. I'm sorry, we're a little bit late. We're all a bit of a mess. These two lovely individuals who have showed up for you today are both sick, but they're here anyway. And so if either of them goes running out of the room, just don't ask any questions
1: because you don't want to know. You don't want to know.
0: <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, let's hear who they are. Corey, why don't you start?
1: Sure thing. I am Corey Jenkins of Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. And um, I'm very happy to be here coming at you from Prescott, Arizona. And it has been an extremely hot, miserable summer here. And... Uh, we are we're getting through it. So good to see you ladies, though. It's it's been a bit <laughs> I, I yep. was I was already last week, you know, like just rearing and ready to go and um, I know. Yeah, and, and then, then this I week know kids. we're
0: out of we're out of sync. And how about you, Sarah? Why don't you tell these fine people a little bit about yourself?
2: Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Intual Web Studios. As you can tell, I sound a bit like a man today, but it is me, I promise. And my voice may get better as the day goes on because it's 7 a.m. here in Australia um, or here in Canberra. And it's been freezing here. We had minus 10 the other day I think there's been snow all over the country there's been floods down the coast where there were fires in January and coronavirus is going off in Melbourne like it's just all happening here in Australia so 2020 baby yeah it is the year of possibility (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, um, I'm here. I'm excited to be here. I have really missed being here. I've been, you know, winter is not great to me in general, and this year is no different to usual, but it's great to be back again.
0: Well, we are so glad you're here. And I am Stephanie Hudson. I am coming at you from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm representing Focus WP which is white label WordPress maintenance for busy agencies. You can find me at focuswp.co or easier, you can find me in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, where we have a lot of good discussions. And it doesn't all happen in the group either. It happens a lot on the side chats and stuff like that, or little side Zoom calls and things. So we have a lot of fun over there. You should come join. Um, so we don't have we don't have David taking the reins today, and we don't have Tim defining things. So you guys, we're, it's, like, it's like mom and dad are away, and we're, I was left in charge. I don't even, that doesn't seem right. I don't know. So uh, who would like to kick it off? I was kind of thinking maybe we should just start by talking about what your options are when it comes to forms on your website, um, and then we can sort of dig into like the pros and cons of some of them. Anybody want to dive in?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, So when you install Divi, obviously there is a contact form module as a part of Divi. And a lot of people will start there. It's beautifully styled and, you know, we'll talk about the pros and cons of that. But obviously, one option that you could go with is you could just use the Divi module that is built in. However, I don't know anyone who uses the Divi modules. So (laughs) that's part of what this episode is all about. And we're going to talk about some of the other options. Some of the other, oh my gosh, <clears throat> excuse me. Some of the other classic options you're going to have is Caldera Forms. Caldera Forms is your ultimate freebie, freemium option. Um, and then I, I obviously you've got Contact Form 7. Don't use it ever. Like I'm not even going to give it any credit. It's there, but don't use it. And then, of course, you've got Gravity Forms. So the, the two big players would be Caldera and Gravity Forms. Um, and they're probably the main ones we're going to talk about today, unless there's a new kid in the game that I don't know about. But they're the two people main ones that I, I would be talking about.
1: Yeah, well, we, ninja. Which much nin, ninja actually now owns um, Caldera Forms, so. OK, yeah.
0: interesting. That's news. I didn't know.
1: Yeah, in the happened, past, by... I
0: had
2: heard Ninja got hacked, I think. So I, I stuck away from Ninja forever. But yeah, I mean, sounds yeah, like they've upped the game.
1: Yeah, everything gets hacked at some point, you know. If, yeah, like that's it's, true. It's running even on, TV uh, in this
2: last week, right?
1: Yeah, right. Am I yeah, right? Any any dynamic uh, <laughs> right? you know, program running on like you know PHP with uh, databases is gonna get hacked one one way or yeah, another. Yeah, that's
2: true. And really, it's uh, about the company and how they manage it.
0: We've got a couple we more should, coming so- in in the chat. We've got um, Miro uses Forminator sometimes. Uh, Nancy's mentioned WP forms. So there are a few. Now, if we're talking about forms in general, like what, what are we using forms for? There's, I mean, a general contact form, send a message, but what if you are using them for lead magnets or things like that for downloads, for subscriptions, you can open up into a whole bunch of other things like bloom for sure. I mean, that's got forms in it. That it's So it depends on what you're using. Uh, if you're using a, like a lead pages or a, some of those other ones that have like the landing pages with the forms built in, there's all kind of other um, things like that. Yeah,
2: and I mean, it's a really good point, right? Because a lot of your clients might be using some sort of other system. So they might be using um, MailChimp or they might be using, and it may be that they just want to do a normal contact form, but they want to be able to capture that information in like Salesforce or, you know, some other Bit of information in uh, some other software, so it is really important that you ask your client the question like, are they using something else and that do they need to capture that lead somewhere? Yep. Because if they do, like, you can't just use the standard divi form, obviously, and you're gonna need to look around at what's actually gonna be appropriate for where you need to send that information.
0: So, yeah. if you
2: are going, oh, sorry, go ahead, Corey.
1: Oh, yeah, I-, I was gonna say, if you're getting into some of that, uh diving in deeper to some of those integrations, that's when you probably do want to make the leap to one of the, the premium contact forms. Um, you know, yeah. if, if you're doing something as important as, uh, you know, lead collection and, you know, having people sign up for your email forms and things like that, it's, re- it's good to go with, you know, one of the, one of the contact forms that have a, a pre- some premium options and they're reputable and, and making updates and stuff. Yeah. Cause if something goes down, it can really, really affect your business. So.
2: Yeah, and one of the things we'll talk about that I think it's really good to look into, and probably, I mean, it can't hurt to talk about it now. The reason why I would not recommend you use Divi's module itself is finding a form plugin that stores the information in the website as well as emails it to you. Obviously, this is putting you at a security risk. So you want to be careful about what sort of information you're storing on the website. So, you know, that that is one thing to consider, and there are ways around that if you need to not store it on the website specifically. But it's a really great backup because sometimes emails fail. And the thing with um, a lot of forms is they're gonna send that information to whoever you want it to go to. And that's great. And like some of them make it look prettier than others. Like Gravity's looks beautiful when it comes through in an email. Caldera, it's a bit boring, but whatever. It like does the job. But with Divi, you only get an email. And what happens if that email fails? What happens if that email goes to spam? And you don't realize that it went to spam or it goes completely somewhere else and you stuffed up how the way you set it how up. How many
0: posts? How many posts have you seen in the groups that say, Oh my God, my client just told me she hasn't gotten any form fills in the past three months. How can I retrieve them?
2: Yeah. Because the and email's if not used, right. If you've oh, used Divi like you're stuffed, right? And so the advantage with using one of the ones like Caldera or Gravity or, you know, look at all these other list, I'm sure that most of them will do it because one of the main things you want is that backup of them being inside the website. And if you're Sorting not, database, yeah. yeah, if you're not actually um, using something like Salesforce or whatever, the ability to then export that information is really valuable to a mm-hmm. client. So um, I think it's a really important first step of working out, do they want to have that backup? because you just never know if things aren't going to go well. And I guess one of the things we should put forward is if you set one of these up for your clients, make sure they have tested it, make sure they know they're getting them and even recommend that they fill in their own form once a month, like to back yourself up, to be able to say, so that you know like it's not all on you that you're saying to your client this is on you as well to make sure you yep. know you're getting the forms <laughs> that's I recommend a really you good fill your form in once a month like just make sure that they're going through yeah
1: because it you don't want them, that, them to come back do that but yeah some business owners get busy and kind of forget so it does help them to have that nudge but that's i some, some of them
0: we used to fill in contact forms for um as part of our you know testing with focus when we would run mm-hmm. updates and stuff and i would we would send a test message and say please let us know you received this email
2: yeah. guess
0: how many responses i got from that <laughs> no many literally Zero. zero nobody you, you didn't ever...
1: have an smtp plugin configured no
0: they were getting like <laughs> well i don't even some of them at least got them because i would then yeah. go in and switch the email address and send them to myself and then afterwards i'm like well, if you guys aren't going to yeah, respond, like there's nothing I could do about this.
2: That's a good one to talk about though, right? So I had a client, this was a nightmare situation, right? I set up a website, I use Gravity Forms, I had SMTP plugin, which we'll come back to in a minute. I had all the things set up. I had tested it to myself. It was working. And then I made the site live and switched it over to their email address. And guess what? they didn't get the first two forms that came in. And those two forms were worth over $2,000 worth of work to that client. They never got it. I was being BCC'd. I thought, great, came through, no problems. They were using a Hotmail email address. And I have since discovered that Hotmail email addresses have significant issues with receiving forms from Gravity Forms. I don't know why. But now I have a new policy, (laughs) which is every time the first email goes through, I am BCC'd and then I forward it to that client and I ask them, did you yep. actually get did it you because get it was a night I had tested everything. I had made sure it went through it. BCC to me, I received it. I'm just assuming of course they got it, but they wow. didn't get it. So I think you can't just assume that because your email application works well, that it's actually going to work it's because true. nine it's a- times out of 10, I find it goes to spam the first time mm-hmm. the client gets it. And if they don't know it went to spam, they just all go to spam and they never know that they ever got the message. Yeah, out, and so
1: it, it, can, it can depend on their, you know, even if they're using uh, Gmail, let's say, but how they've configured, you know, or marks yeah. past emails as spam could affect those yeah. current emails. If they had an email with a similar subject or anything like that, then it might read yeah. that and think, and think it's spam. So mm-hmm. there's definitely yeah. no guarantees. I, I have like no. when we're launching a site or when there's any questions, I have like, like five different email addresses and different applications and things like I'll test but it's it's never for sure and it's never the same okay. across the board
2: I tried to sign up for a hotmail because I was like that's it like because I used to have one like back in the day right. sign, you can't even sign up for one so I couldn't even really? like, test with hotmail so and all, the amount of all the names have been taken
1: what, what, what you know, about AOL is that is that still going
2: that's not really an Aussie <laughs> thing. So we don't really have to worry about that. Yeah, here, I guess, but I, it the like, A does not stand for I Australia. meant Australia
1: online, okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but yeah, like I, anyway, that's a hot tip is make sure that you have tested it with your client's actual email address and that, that you verify really that tip. they are receiving them. And yeah, I, I say, put it back on them, like make sure that they're filling in the form and they are taking yeah. ownership of them going through because you don't want that situation where down the track they say to you, this is all your oh, fault. You didn't you configure that, it properly. No. Yeah.
0: yeah. So anyway, what about, that was
2: a total sidetrack.
0: I don't think it is. I think that's all exactly what this is about <laughs> is how to set all that stuff up. I mean, the in the chat, they're like, oh, good point, good point. So um, what about when you're using, if, if you happen to be using the Divi form, and there's a third-party plugin, maybe more than one, I don't know. But there's one that's, like, to save Divi contact form things into the database. Oh, you guys I haven't seen that. that. Yeah, I have it on yeah, a couple. Yeah,
1: I've sometimes seen it. I've never it's used just
0: one. Sometimes it's just nice. Like, if it's a very standard stock site and you don't want to deal with configuring and doing all the drag-and-drop stuff with the form builder and all that, like, if it's just a regular old contact form, sometimes I think that isn't the worst idea. Like, Just use the Divi thing for the generic contact form. Throw that database plugin in there so that it doesn't, you know, so they don't lose everything and go. Who made it? I'll have to look it up. I can't remember. I think
1: it's like Sean Barton or. It might be. It sounds like uh, something. Sean McSmith. Yeah, with um, Elegant Marketplace. Yeah.
2: I mean, to be honest, for me personally, I think people's data is really important, and I, I know I sound like an idiot around security and these kind of things, but. You do not. I feel like I feel like this stuff really matters and uh-huh. I feel like I would personally prefer to pay a company who is going to have this as their core business and it's just going to work and it's going to work really well and they're going to be security tested every year and I know that they've got my back. So for me personally and as someone who's making lots of websites, it's not a big deal to buy a license to gravity forms like it's really not that expensive and when people aren't going to stay on my maintenance i put them on caldera and i feel equally confident with caldera it just means you can't do some of the extra functionality that i occasionally want to do but those people generally stay on my maintenance and i just tell otherwise just tell them to pay for it but i i just personally have this thing of if there is a really important plugin that i need it to work really well and i need it to go on in the future and then when there's an update it's not going to crash i just yeah. feel like it's worth the money and personally. security
1: security wise like those popular plugins whether they're they're free or premium those are going to be more heavily scrutinized than some of the things you might get off yeah um, you know one of the, one of the third party marketplaces and I yep. mean, you, you see it all the time. Wordfence, security, iThemes, yep. uh, even WordPress.org are constantly running security checks on some of these like really big yep. plugins. And, and if not you know, many they...
2: people are using them, they're not going to run those same checks. No. Yeah. And the and other thing yeah, is, and
1: they're great about getting updates out. I mean, if Gravity Forms yeah. has a security breach or something yeah. like that, they're going to get a they're going to get a, a push out really quick to fix it, and it's not yeah, gonna really be quick, like a yeah. week. Yeah, it's going to be like within a couple hours usually. Yeah.
2: The other thing that I I have had issues with in the past with some of the third party stuff. It's great. And it works really well. The third party stuff for Divi, I mean, is when there are Divi updates, some of them are just a pain in the butt to update. Like some of them don't provide auto updates. So you you can't just click the button and update. You have to manually go find your login to where you bought it, re-download it, re-upload it. Like it's this whole rigmarole. And I don't know if this one is the same, but for me, like I'm kind of over them because they're such a big pain in the butt when you do need to do an update. And what is it putting out you're updates? About? Like some of the third-party plugins. So you're talking about like this oh. extra plugin. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've used some of the third-party plugins, particularly like the custom post type ones when we couldn't do that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when there is a Divi update and and it says there's an update, oh, I, I have to saying. manually go get the update from where I purchased it. Yeah. and re-download it and re-upload it and it's a really big pain in the butt and I get mm-hmm. nervous is it still going to work with it like I'm just not yeah, a fan of that and, kind of stuff if yeah. I can get away with it
1: yeah that, and that sort of stuff can happen you know depending on the on the updater they're using um now with like the, the Divi marketplace that just launched those like plugins are extremely like scrutinized and like you know yeah they, they run so many code checks on them and all, all of the, all of the um, updating functions are actually provided by Elegant theme. So it's basically yep. the same like updater code that's uh, pushing it. That'll be fine then. Their, their I'll be products. like totally on board. Yeah. Yep. And, and we, we've even had issues in the past. We use uh, easy digital downloads for ours and, and sometimes issues arise that, you know, might be out of our control or, who knows maybe even sorry started.
2: i didn't mean to say well, you guys i've never had an issue oh, updating no, no, your I, stuff.
1: I, no I, I just i think it's i think it Core, your stuff means, sucks i know um <laughs> but yeah I, I agree that sometimes those issues can happen because you know you're, you're often relying on like other updater code and stuff but um yeah yeah i i think with the i think with the db marketplace that's like a good place to go to kind of vet uh those plug plugins. So I don't think there's a, a contact plug-in like that. I didn't know the Divi Marketplace you know,
2: was here yet. How have I missed this? I have is not. This like... I knew it was
0: here, but yeah. I haven't oh. really played around with it. Yeah,
1: we might have to do an episode on that. Yeah, okay. um, And, and, and guess who's the number one seller on there? I'm just kidding. Whoa. Elegant. It because, yeah, it's Elegant Marketplace. Yeah, it's Divi Marketplace. It's on Elegant Themes, but it's called the Divi Marketplace. There is an elegant okay. marketplace that's been around for. Oh, years. That's, a yeah. that's a different one. That's a different one. That's the one I have trouble
2: with. That is the one I have trouble with updating plugins. Oh, okay,
0: because that's the one where I found that plugin, the Divi database plug. It's like yeah. Divi DB plugin or something yeah. like
1: that. Yeah. We, yeah Which we used to, do, to be free. It looks like it's. Episode on that. Twelve bucks and, now. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, okay. glad they're, I'm glad they're doing it. It's, it's pretty cool.
0: Um, and, and how is it? Is it good prices? Is it things like that? Like they're not. Sometimes it's like, there's a bunch of people that are offering low cost or, you know, free plugins and then you join them into this marketplace and it's like, well, now they're taking a cut. And so then they can't, aren't making enough money, whatever. And so then all of a sudden the prices start going up and
1: yeah, I don't I'll know. I don't to get derailed on that. Maybe we'll have a, maybe we'll have an episode on-, on Yeah, yeah. The, okay. Uh, sorry, sorry. Good call. Good but call. But it's, it is, it's a good thing for- uh, Yeah. For Divi users who use third party plugins. It's-
2: Yeah. It's and for I, plugins. for me personally, like on the point of what I'm saying, I definitely will be more on board when I can get it officially through Elegant Themes because I know that their standards are really high. And for me personally, there are times where I can't do something I really want to do, and there is a third party plugin, but I don't necessarily trust them as a coder. Like I don't know right. them. I don't know if they're having any tests done. Um, from past experience of talking to a few people, it, they don't always have the best code written into them. And I just think if it's going through elegant themes, I'm going to feel so much more confident that they're not just going to let stuff slide through that's really crap yeah, or that's been done in a really it's, bad way. It's, it's, so. pretty,
1: it's pretty rigorous. So.
2: Even if it ends up costing me a little bit more, I would prefer to purchase it through that avenue personally, because I just think security of websites matters a lot. And a lot of people just kind of jam all these plugins on their website and then just go, oh, it'd be right, right? And then you go and do an update and everything breaks and or like you get hacked. And so, I don't know, I think sometimes it's worth just spending that little bit more money. Which is where I come back to. I think it's worth paying for Gravity Forms personally.
0: Yeah. I fought it for a long time. Um, it just it just depends where you're at too. If you are you know if you're doing it just on the side, what what is it for the mm-hmm. mo- it's it's a fairly hard. is free rate. though.
1: Like
2: right. if you so can't afford it, say, Caldera like, is Gravity, free. They're free the, but they do of...
1: have a they do have a premium version, which actually the yeah. The premium version is like API based and it handles the um, it kind of handles the deliverability and uh, SMTP SMTP functionality because, like, we oh, nice. use we use Gravity Forms on our sites. That's um, that's
0: what I was going to sort of lead into next is all the yeah, SMTP and, and stuff, then, Corey.
1: So yeah, so so without like a SMTP plugin or or something like that, you're basically relying on like the uh, WP Mail function, which can be all over the place. It's like a PHP based function, and depending on the hosting environment and PHP settings and everything like that, can be uh, it can either be pseudo reliable or not reliable at all. Right. Really. Those are your not, two options. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any middle ground. Um, yeah. And I think so some people
2: assume because really they've installed Caldera or Gravity or something that it will just work. Like I mm-hmm. think there's this assumption. So yeah. I think it is really important for people to know you have. What SMTP
0: plugins do you guys like?
1: Uh, I, I, I use S- Mail SMTP.
2: Yeah.
1: I use SendGrid. Um, yeah. It's we we. Ha- it, it, and it it's free, and it depends on how many like how much mail you're sending out, and we use it for all. Oh, I didn't stuff, think right? I
0: thought SendGrid was um, premium.
1: It's it's both. It, it depends on like oh, okay. how many messages you're you're sending out. So like premium. on our websites, we've got orders coming in, and you know all sorts of notices going out, and so we're using you know sending quite a few messages. Um, so we have to pay for the premium. But the cool thing is you get like uh, deliverability reports and yeah. spam scores and and all kinds of oh, like that's information nice. that you can see. So you know you try to be up in the high like 90th percentile on deliverability and if that starts going down you can see that in the SendGrid dashboard and um you know there's there's various ways that that you can adjust that and different things that you can um you know make your your email your mail that goes out um not get caught in as many spam filters and stuff
2: yeah i use um mail gun as one of those i um I won't always set it up on every single client. So there's the Mail SMTP plugin. I think it's called that. That's free. And then, but there's options in that to set it up. You can just set it up like kind of standard. And that works mostly. Sometimes it sends mm-hmm. errors, which annoys me. Um, but I had I set up Mailgun a long time ago for a client where they weren't sure that they were getting the emails. And I set it up. It was free. Same sort of thing. Like it's free for a long time until you end up sending too many emails. And now I think I'm paying something like a dollar a month or something like that, because I've oh, got all my clients going through it. Canceled. And so, but the great thing is if a client We're says starting to me, for, for <laughs> I know, right? so if, if a client says to me, like, if they're on my maintenance, I put them through Mailgun, And the advantage is mm-hmm. if they come back to me and say, oh, this client has said that they filled in the form and it hasn't got to me and I can't find it anywhere. And it's not in the website and, or whatever, or they've got WooCommerce and they're saying I didn't Mm -hmm. get the whatever. You can go into Mailgun and it'll tell you for the last two weeks on the free plan or the last seven days or something like that. So as long as it's recent, it'll show you, yep, it went through. Like it went from the website. It went to their thing. It is somewhere in your mail issue. It's not something to do with the website. And so you can back yourself up with that, which I find really good. And it came again, all of my stories come through horror stories, right? (laughs) It came through a client being super pissed off because they felt like they didn't get an email. And I was saying, I'm pretty sure it's gone. Like, I don't think there's an issue. And this way I just have a backup for myself. So it is a little bit of configuring. You do need to set up like, but it tells you all of the information about how to set it up. Is it more configuring
0: than the other ones? I mean, they all need like a login and
2: well, you have to set up a subdomain. Um, And you have to set up some TXT records and like those kind of things in Mailgun. But once it's set up, then you just add two bits of information like into your websites. But the one tip I will say is if you do decide to use something like or Mailgun or whatever, and you have lots of clients, I initially had them all going through my subdomain. And then I realized I've got some clients who have a lot of emails going. And I realized it was worth doing the effort of setting them up with a subdomain because I didn't want all the emails kind of being connected to my subdomain. Um, I don't know if this is a thing or if I made it up, but in my mind I was kind of thinking, well, you know, that could cause issues in terms of if they start getting lots of spam or like being seen as a spammer and it's going through my subdomain, I didn't want it to be Mm. connected to me. But the other thing is then it's harder to see who the emails are connected to and it's just cleaner in Mailgun. And if the client moves on, it's easier to hand them over because they're already Mm. set up with Mailgun.
0: So you have to set up a subdomain.
2: You do, but it gives you all client. the information. You just need to do some um, DNS. Like that's it. Yeah, that's
0: um, not hard. I only
2: do it for big clients. If it's just a little like small business and they've just got a contact, contact
0: form. form I only. yeah.
2: I just track them through mine. That's fine. Yeah. And you just add the two bits of information and it's all good good to go yeah, with yeah. that mail SMTP um, plugin. So yeah. Corey, um, with Caldera, when you say um, SMTP is already set up, with caldera how does that work so do you you don't need the mail smtp yeah
1: it's the, the premium calderas uh i think it's like an api oh, pre- premium. based right. um yeah so it has to be it has to be premium caldera and it's, it's kind of like you know built into it basically so um yeah. you know without having to have like a like a third-party plugin. i nice. personally haven't haven't used it yet i've, I've never even used the uh the, pre- the premium caldera personally uh, yeah on a on a user basis i've tested it before um but um, yeah, I, I don't know if it has any you know, benefits or anything over using a yeah. third party, but um, from what I've seen, I mean, you know, Caldera plus a good uh, SMTP type plugin, we've always had you know, pretty good odds with deliverability. Um, I, I do wanna point out, Nancy asked, uh, doesn't it matter what host, host you use?
2: Yeah, it uh, does.
1: It does, but then again, I've seen some great hosts still have problems that were resolved with the SMTP plugin. Um, So
2: I I used to be with WP Engine, as everyone knows, because I whinge about them. And I never, ever had any issues with email sending. And then I moved and all of a sudden I had all the issues. And I went, oh, WP Engine used to do all of that for me. (laughs) And I didn't know. (laughs) So I had never used an SMTP plugin when I was with WP Engine until I moved. So yes, hosting does matter. But I would say for the most part, you would need one.
1: Yeah, and I've actually had problems with WP Engine with certain clients, oh, have you? strangely <laughs> enough. So, That's yeah, I, so I guess, Nancy, the answer on that is yes and no. Um, yeah, just I, do it anyway. Yeah, I test it. If it seems to be working fine, then maybe you don't need it. But I, I haven't really, I, I don't have a list or anything off the top of my head that... Ooh.
0: And there's, know, there's not so really a downside over. to setting up an SMTP nah. plugin, is there? I mean, those are so small and lightweight. I can't imagine they have yeah, much of an impact on the site.
1: There's some really good free ones out there. Um, and yeah, there's, you know, really not a reason. There's even some, you know, you can connect with like your Gmail. Um, you know, you're like set up the SMTP through like Gmail and things like that. So Right, like use the um,
0: 8888 or whatever. But uh, do you need to, I haven't, geez, I just am like going blank now. Do you need to use... The email address that it's sending from, do you have to have those credentials of username and password in the SMTP plugin?
2: I don't know. I haven't, I haven't set it up. Oh, well, no, because I set mine up using yeah, my I, I, subdomain. I don't think you do. No, okay.
1: and then, um, I haven't like, set up like, the like Gmail, Gmail version. SendGrid doesn't even use that. I mean, SendGrid, you like install the plugin, put in an API key and it takes care of it for you. Okay.
0: So I, I know I've set it up
2: and i like all of a sudden I'm just like going blank, but um. I I do want to say something about um, the differences between Caldera and gravity, because I know a lot of us who've been around for a while are often in the gravity camp. Um, Mm -hmm. Sorry. But part of that is because we started, I don't know, at least five years ago and five years ago Caldera didn't exist or if it did, it was like a real small fish. And it it wasn't a viable option. Like really at the time when a lot of us started, the only option was gravity. I was like, all about Ninja. Contact form seven. Yeah, or
1: contact I, form yeah, seven. I, or, I, I like... cringe when I see contact form seven.
0: I know. Yeah, <laughs> I I was all about it, but now and but man, you needed like seven plugins to get that thing to work. Remember you had to do like this save it in the day, you had to do flamingo, whatever like why is it named something so completely different too? And like I don't think I ever used There was like, you had to use so many plugins to get that thing to work. It was so dumb. (laughs) Anyway, sorry.
2: Sorry. A lot of us started with Gravity Forms and that's why we're still with them. And I guess I just want to say that doesn't mean you have to think Gravity Forms is the option. Sorry. Right. (laughs) Because... I agree with you. If I was starting again today, I would very strongly consider Caldera being my premium option. Because... I think it, ha- it it upped its game really fast. So Gravity Forms was like way up here and Caradera came in and we were like, oh, who's this new game? That's not so bad when you need a free version. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they upped their game significantly and they came and met Gravity. And I would say, from my opinion, I think they're pretty equal. And if you're going to pay for one at this point, I would make your choice really carefully because one thing I've discovered is once you've made a few websites and you're maintaining them, You don't want to have both going on. Like it's a pain in the butt to have a premium subscription to both of them. And so now that I'm on the gravity train, unless it's free and I'm going to use the free one, I'm always going to use gravity because I've got the license because I know it really well because it's easier. That doesn't mean it's better than. Are you,
0: are you elite?
2: Oh, I'm totally elite yeah totally no um but i do i do recommend that you don't just take like don't just hear this and think oh well gravity is the only option because honestly if i was starting again i probably would have a really really good look at caldera it's just that it would be such a big pain in the butt to switch everyone over at this point that i'm not
1: going to do it i'd say caldera is the best uh free option in my mind Mm -hmm. and then if you are going to go uh, premium there there is caldera premium but i i think in my mind that uh gravity forms is the best premium option still winning um if if it's a small project and you know maybe the contact yep. form isn't so important and, but you're still needing something a little bit more robust than the divi contact form i personally would would probably choose caldera um yep. but uh, yeah i mean i've done some awesome stuff with like gravity forms premium beyond even like a contact yeah form. i mean I've created like a, a solar calculator for a client that uses <laughs> logic and calculations and people plug in nice. and it gives them like Ooh. an estimate on how much like their solar install is going to cost based off like oh, nice. items that the client gave me. So there's, I mean, beyond like an, what you would think is a contact form.
2: Yeah. You can even do like, like products. Hey, like people can pay you. If uh-huh. you are already selling like one or two things, you can just do it through gravity. You don't yeah, even have I mean, to
1: on, set up on the plug. Forms,
0: the connections on that are unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gravity forms. I think one of their examples is even like, you know, uh, order a pizza and you can go through and have different add-ons and add your yeah. extra cheese and things like that. It's going to tally it up. And then they have those, uh, those premium integrations with like PayPal and Stripe to where you yeah. can connect to your payment processor. So, uh, and a lot of, a lot of really cool stuff you can do beyond like what you would traditionally think. I just
0: started playing, playing around with the point. PDF maker yeah yeah because I have this like little workshop that I run clients through for like branding or a strategy marketing strategy stuff and it was the biggest pain because I wanted to send them something like that was nice looking as a report not just a bunch like a spreadsheet or something of all the things that I'm, I'm typing in and it was such a hassle to take it from one like ugly thing and format it nicely and it was just like really time consuming and a real pain and so I set up like an online forum with Gravity and put in like had the headers and footers and backgrounds and all this stuff put in. And so now at live with them, I just go through it on my website. And then when it's done, we just hit a button and it generates the PDF and like it just sends it right to them. It's so nice. I love it. It's nice. not like the end all be all design because, you know, like you can have like weird page breaks where there's a big gap or things like that. But the ease of use and the speed with which they can get it instead of like waiting a week for me to find time to go photoshop something you know like whatever it's just, like yeah. it's so nice but yeah so anyways asking
1: nancy S- the- asked, didn't caldera have a security issue years ago yeah. i i think you need to find a uh wordpress contact form plugin that hasn't had a security issue yeah. i do remember one vaguely but um i'm I, i'm i'm good friends with josh who uh who is the developer of caldera forms and he's like this brilliant like
0: he is I've met developer. that guy too
1: I mean the guy just like blows your mind I mean I've sat there with him while he's like showing me features and like this back-end code and uh me as being a you know pseudo-technical guy I had no idea what he was talking about and I'm just
0: yeah like, you're like oh yeah I, I was thinking that too man yeah
1: and <laughs> he's he, he's a very he's a very nice guy And like like I said they have joined up with uh with ninja forms and so I, I think that you know that company along with Josh they're going to be uh, very reputable putting out some awesome stuff over there so
2: it'll be good to see some people um someone was asking about bloom um in terms of newsletter signups and i just want to comment you, on that
0: just one second before we jump to bloom sarah i wanted <laughs> to say before we jump off of gravity and caldera it was mentioned earlier in the chat but we got to give it was mentioned by uh oh shoot i forget who it was tobias i think but now uh our, our buddy Leslie Bernal of A Girl in Her Mac ha- still has tutorials on her site at com for formatting Gravity mm-hmm. and Caldera both to look like the Divi forms, which is like yep. some and of the most popular stuff posts ever. And if you want stuff with
2: that, you can use the free plugin on the, I used the, is it Serba Serbma? What? Yeah, something. Yeah, uh,
1: or something like that. Yeah, I've seen something it. like I've that. There's it. a free
2: plugin for at least for gravity, and I'm pretty sure there's a Caldera one around. Maybe how something do you different. spell it?
1: Oh, don't S-U-R-V-M-A make me spell V-M-A it. Or something,
2: something like that. Um, well, because I, anyway, I want it. You just look in the, um, in the repository, Divi Gravity and it will come up straight away and oh, okay. a lot of people use it i use it for a really long time it's a free plugin it was really well updated and it just styled your form without having to worry about it mm-hmm. um it's kind of similar uh, to Divi.
1: i'll post it here. and that
2: works really well um I'll if you are wanting to do a bit the, more
1: in the chat but everybody do your due diligence because i don't want to post out to Just in case it has some uh, security issues. So that's right. We're not, we're not,
2: and I have moved on since then because I realized it was better to kind of do my own custom styling so I could get a bit more detailed in what I wanted to do. But if you're just getting started and you want to use one of these plugins and you don't know CSS very well, like that plugin is just like instant, it's just done, styled, great, let's move on. So um, for Gravity Forms, what a great idea! for that yes okay it's been around for years but i want to come back to bloom because i know that's what i want it so my point is my point is yes you can use bloom bloom has no problems but as soon as you want to do anything tricky with bloom like if you want to say which lists do they want to join for example then you're stuffed with bloom so bloom is really good for like just the basic like signing up to a form And that's it. But as soon as you want to do anything else, you're far better to use Gravity anyway. Sure, Gravity isn't going to do a pop-up, but if you are already using Divi Overlays, um, Tim's plugin, if you're already using that for something else, then combining Divi Overlays and Gravity is like a winning combination because you've got all the control of the pop-up with all the control of the form. And if you're on the pro version of Gravity, you can connect to anything, like just every single different database that you're possibly wanting to connect to and you can do conditional logic. So you can kind of add tick boxes and you can say, if they tick this one and sign them up to this form, if they tick this one, sign them up to this form or this um, list or whatever. And then you can even have auto responders go to the person who filled it in rather than going from your actual database that you've signed them up to. So you can get really complex. And I think if you're wanting to do anything more than just a basic Sign up to one list. I think you need to use something else. Personally, I think Bloom is really lacking. Personally,
0: now yeah. have you ever used the like? If somebody comes to you and says they have Mailchimp, they they're not gonna, you know, pay for Gravity or whatever. You know, like they're not a maintenance client, whatever for whatever reason you're not using a premium form. I don't know Caldera's uh, capabilities or whatever, but I want to build a really go... pop up option. Oh, that's nice. It do has a really go nice to into... modal That's nice. They all should have that. Do you yeah. ever go into the email software, like the Mailchimp, ActiveCampaign, whatever it is, and create oh, forms there it. and embed them on the site? Do you guys ever do that?
2: I have. I don't like the styling of it. It annoys me. But yes, yeah. I have.
1: Yeah, I've I've done it, but it's yeah the styling is limited, and uh, you're better you're better off. I know with like with Caldera, I think with like for the Mailchimp integration and things like that, you have to buy a add-on for it. So Caldera kind of has stuff segmented out to where you could buy separate add-ons yeah. as needed, whereas Gravity is like by by Gravity Forms, and you have access to all of these all these different add-ons uh, within within the single price.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Tobias says that one of the pros for this discussion with Bloom is that. Keep, it keeps code internally compared to MailChimp pop up, which makes an external JavaScript request, which affects performance. So, you know, it's as with everything, you got to consider all the, yeah. all the, it just depends. Like,
2: like I've said, I would use it for something basic. I would use it if they're just right. signing up to one thing. Dump them I would, into one I list. Would
0: st- then it's a I would nice, pretty thing. Start with and you can put it all over the site. Yeah. It's nice and easy. Yeah.
2: But equally, if you've already got Gravity Forms on the site, like it's one less plugin if you don't have to add Bloom. So, you know, I'm always on board for one less plugin if you can get away with it. But yeah, if it was basic, I, of course I would start with Bloom. I just think it's really lacking. I think they need to upgrade quite a bit to it. Um, I think even the styling of it is kind of a bit naff. Like there's lots of things about it that I think are a little bit behind, but yeah, a I would naff. still use it. Yeah. I Like I would Not start with it. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. I, I think it's a great tool, um, you know, I, I think it's a great tool, but yeah, it, the, the more you get into website development or right. you know, maybe you're building your own website for your business and as your business kind of grows yeah. and becomes more complex, you are going to run into a few, um, a few limitations. Uh, Benjamin asks, uh, cause I, I I'm kind of realizing that there's like so many things to, to cover in this. Yeah. Um, but Benjamin asks, and I think we somewhat covered it early, but there's probably all kinds of things that we could talk about. Why would you need to use Caldera or gravity versus just using Divi forms as is? Is it just because they save a duplicate in case the info doesn't go through? That is definitely one of the major reasons. It saves mm-hmm. it, it saves in a database, but the the other reasons are the other the other contact forms are just like so much more robust as far as uh, as far as functionality you might need yep. and you you might need. And here we are talking about um, you know integration with Mailchimp and get response and you know different um, you know yep. um, email programs and things like that. Uh, condi- you know the advanced conditional logic there's there's just so much more you can do yep. uh, gravity forms even has like a like a signature field you can have um, to where people can you know on a tablet take yeah. their finger and sign um, so if, if if you're just straight have a business maybe uh, you know the contact form isn't your main uh, way of people getting a hold of you or maybe it's just super simple I think the Divi contact form is fine uh, definitely go over those de- deliverability tests and issues, yeah. but know mm-hmm. that if the, if you accidentally delete something from your email or if something doesn't go through, there's no way for you to go back. Gone. And as a business owner, yeah. uh, that can maybe sometimes keep you up at night, you know, maybe, and maybe that's where and you, you, you miss a, set up, you, you miss a potential bid and it's thousands of dollars. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of different scenarios, but it really just depends on your, on your needs. So
2: yeah, I think so. And like, one of the big things I use in gravity a lot is the conditional emails. So like, it just may be not something that you're thinking about, but when someone fills in a form, you need to think about what do you want to happen once they fill in the form? Like, okay, so do you want them to stay on the page? Do you want it to reload? Do you want to send them to another page once they're filled in the form? Um, after that point, do you want it to email like the client, do you want it to email the person who filled in the form? Are they going to get a completely different email to each other? So there are a lot of advanced things that you can do that really are about making the experience of the user the next level so that they're filled in the form and then they either get directed somewhere else or they receive an email saying, Hey, we got your form. We'll get back to you. Like how nice is it when you fill in a ticket online for some support thing and then you get the auto response to your email. That's a lovely yeah. experience because you know that they have got it. You feel really comfortable. So that's another step that you can go for your client yeah. that sends and, out and a nice, even, pretty email with a logo and like looks beautiful.
1: Yeah. And, and those can even be set with some of the, you know, uh, premium contact forms uh, based off conditional logic. So yeah, you know, you, you only if they fill like in one, a certain thing. Yeah. You don't have to have one autoresponder, you know, you could have like uh, if, you know, if they choose this and they get this message and mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, you, you can we get recently as complex or simple as you need.
2: We recently did a tattoo website, which I haven't promoted yet, but because life's been insane. But um, in, in part of the form, what she said she wanted was she wanted um, a visual representation, so you could pick like, is it a for a guy or for a girl? And so there was two pictures, and then it like, is it their back? Is it their legs? Is it their whatever? And the whole thing is visual, <laughs> so it's like all these. I pictures hope they're that not just getting their whatever tattooed. Sounds well, painful. that's an option, but it's <laughs> hand drawn. Um, but like so you can, but there's all these extra plugins that can work with things like gravity that allow you to do like that make the user experience just amazing. And by using yeah. something like gravity, you can take it to the next level, which yeah. I think
0: is very cool. So we're coming up on the top of the hour. I know we started a little late, but before we wrap up, the the other thing I wanted to discuss is um spam, not so much in getting caught yeah. spam when you send, but getting crushed with spam messages being sent from bots and things like that. There are a lot of solutions. What do you guys
2: mm-hmm. use? I, I use clean talk. So clean talk is a premium. That's the darling.
0: That's the darling spam. Protector. It costs
2: money. And so if people come on my subscription like my maintenance, that's one of the benefits of it. And so I always say to them, like, you know, of course you can not, but if you're with me, you get that. And the advantage with clean talk is sometimes it can be a little too strict. And I have had occasions, particularly in Mm -hmm. the US where people use VPNs, I had a few issues and we ended up taking someone off it because of it. But for the most part, it's just amazing. And one time, because I mostly BCC myself for forms for the first couple of months, just to make sure things are working. um, There was one spam email that got through and it was horrendous, like visually (laughs) horrendous. But I put in a um, support ticket and they had resolved the issue within an hour and a half like, and I'm in Australia. They're obviously not in Australia. They, their support was second to none. I just was so impressed because it was an awful spam email that, and I had to apologize to my client, but obviously it was resolved so fast. And I was just really, really impressed. And I have not had any other spam with what's their pricing. I don't remember. Do you
0: actually make any money on your, your maintenance? clients because you yeah, have do. a lot of premium <laughs> I know right I'm
2: amazing that's no, a lot um, I well I say I give my clients oh, this is like, worth of value oh
0: like 800, eight hundred eight dollars a year for one website okay that's cheap yeah. I thought it was I didn't know if it was gonna be and like
2: once you once you up it, like once you get 15 like 15 a, a month I think
0: for unlimited websites
2: I think I'm up to like the 50 plan or something like that and I just pay you know every few months i'm on like the kind of every few months it takes the money out i think it's worth it if you're on maintenance or like even if you've just got a small business and you don't Mm -hmm. want spam like eight bucks a month i know eight bucks a year uh, oh eight bucks a year like totally worth it right like yeah and honestly i have not had anything better than clean talk so that's my personal recommendation but say someone doesn't want to pay for that what are your options you've got us oh so the one thing that clean talk i should say CleanTalk will, if you pay for it, it will do your forms, but it will also do your login page and it will um, Mm. also do your shop pages. So the advantage with going with CleanTalk and paying for it is you don't have to set up CAPTCHA. So you don't have to have reCAPTCHA as well as CleanTalk, whereas if you choose not to use something like CleanTalk, you don't just have to worry about spam, but you have to worry about bots. And so therefore you have to set up reCAPTCHA. Um, and you can do the invisible one if you don't want to have it visible, yep. but it's still an extra step. Whereas clean I'll talk. I tell you, just install if I it, have to choose done.
0: which squares have traffic lights in them, <laughs> one more time. Like it's, isn't 2020 hard enough? Like, do we really need this? Is this know, necessary right? in our lives right now? And like, and then you can't even tell if it's in there. Oh, I hate those so yeah, that's much. Is that a standard, car? Like, 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 I am
1: not a bot. Yeah, um, I'm not a robot. Know, which, which is a Google reCAPTCHA with, um, with Gravity I love the Forms. meme that's
0: like, how are you asking me if I'm a robot? You're a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: with, uh, w- with Gravity Forms, they do have the, uh, the recapture integration. And they also have what's mm-hmm. called a anti-spam honeypot, which, which is for bots. And it's an invisible field. So if that field gets, because bots will just look for fields and like you know, fill them out um with with random stuff so if that honeypot field gets filled in it gets marked marked as spam um, and, i just would recommend kind of from the user
2: i i had honeypot on a website for quite a long time and on one particular mobile device um no forms were getting through with gravity mm. forms with honeypot on so i just would i mean we're always saying this right but just test it like test it on everything and test it on all the browsers and i know it's a pain in the butt but what I had discovered it was was one browser on one type of phone because oh, honeypot was enabled that no forms were going through and the user. How did didn't you know... even figure that out? That sounds like a nightmare. Uh, my uh, husband filled like, it like in. Like it, was <laughs> it was for a mechanic.
1: It was like was just we. I said that sounds like my life on a daily basis. You know, we'll get like a bug report <laughs> and it ends up being random, like some random yes, phone tiny little on, thing, like, <laughs> some obscure browser or something. My Nokia
0: yeah. <laughs> in the phone. But,
1: yeah
2: doesn't work yeah, on so... there yeah okay, okay so, so say you're not re... going to use clean talk then your options yeah. are you have to set up recapture and like Which, obviously google by the way is... if you guys are
0: intimidated by it it's so easy it takes like the first time you got to click around a little bit because the interface is very google not intuitive but once you've done it it literally t- like i just did it yesterday for somebody i think it took might have t- taken me one minute like you just click through add a site put the urls grab the two the key and the secret or whatever dump them back in the thing, you're done. Like it's it's super easy. So don't let it intimidate you to not like, to think like, oh, I have to go set up. It's not like setting up a whole Google analytics property or something like that. It's just a simple little thing where you insert them. So that that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then and that, what would you
2: use for spam if you were not using clean talk?
0: If I was not using clean talk, what do I have? My brain just went dead again, you guys. I would install a kismet,
2: but like, I don't know if oh, it no, actually no. does I know anything. the one that I
0: use. I use one. I don't use a kismet. I don't know why. I've just never been a fan of it. I use one that's called Anti-Spam B. It's free. And I've just dumped it on sites for a long time. And it seems to work pretty good. I have a couple, you know, like with all this stuff, like they don't all work across the board. It's worked for mine pretty good. And then I have another client who for no reason at all gets like, tons of spam so it didn't you know it didn't work on hers but for the most part it does the trick and it's free and it's like you don't even have to set anything up you just install it and activate it and it just works
1: don't, Who else don't, does use, don't use the math questions those confuse me
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the captcha but it's nine plus
1: four geez yeah
0: the captcha is um is another one that's good to have too right in addition to the do you, I mean, like the capture form like that, like with the Divi forms and the other ones that have that.
1: Yeah. Who any, else uses those? Yeah, most forms come with some built-in, like, you know, um, anti-spam stuff and most of it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, a, a math problem, you're going to eliminate bots, obviously. You know, I've had clients yeah. like, I get this email from so-and-so and I'm like, well, they're probably not a bot. They're probably just, you know, um, you yeah. know, what's to stop a warehouse full of people, you know, like, you know, spam, you know spamming right. out for some company or something.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Really no way to stop that. But
0: so anyway, you go to a website and you see these little white boxes to just fill in a form. It seems so simple and innocuous. And, or someone says, hey, can I have a form on my site? You, hadn't, you don't even realize. I think I I don't even realize half the time, like how much goes into all this stuff. Right. That like and our clients don't realize it either. How many things we have to think about and take into consideration and test and figure out. So
1: yeah, I hope this has my armed you guys a little bit. My recommendation, and some people might disagree with me, is set up some sp- sort of anti-spam feature, but don't don't go crazy on it because you are going to have those issues like Sarah was talking about where things don't work in certain instances. I, I'll usually set up a contact form. I'll set up, you know, in, in gravity forms, I'll do anti-spam honeypot or something like that. If the client has problems with spam, then then take it one step further. I mean, what but if there, your there's client? There's no need to make it like Fort Knox out of. What out if of your the customers needed to email
0: you about Viagra? Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't get through. <laughs> or about prawn, P-R-O-N.
1: I have no idea. I love how they
0: just—it's like they just start spelling porn slightly differently. <laughs> Did you not see those? You're like the prawn with the O is a zero. Get some prime. I didn't look at my span that much. <laughs> Classic move, yeah. Anyway, any final thoughts, you guys? I think we've fairly well covered all these things. I think yeah, that was. I, I, I
1: think I think what I've seen is like this. This could be a multi-part episode. So maybe maybe we'll. <laughs> we will kind of like, we
0: have caught co- we've gotten to say that at, we started saying know, that. Every I know. I think maybe
1: time. we could like kind of take a step back after today and map it out and kind of have it more segmented, maybe. To get in, you know, to some of the stuff, a, bit uh, a little bit, a little bit deeper, because I some of the comments and stuff, I know it's confusing, and we're trying to cover like everything that goes into contact forms uh, in one episode. Um, yeah, but there's well, a, what. a lot of really good information out there. I mean, you know,
0: yeah,
1: not even Divi related, but just on contact forms in general. Um,
0: sure, and then yeah, all and all these it... ones we're talking about work great with Divi, though, of course.
2: Like, I think the takeaway from this that I would want to put forward is, of course, my recommendation is always going to be use a premium form plugin because of integration and because it's going to just work better and because you've got the backups. But it doesn't mean you have to, right? Same with spam. Like, I'm always going to recommend clean talk, but it doesn't mean you have to. There are ways to do all of this for free. I still would recommend using Caldera as a free option and then finding some plugin that helps you style it. Super simple, so you don't need to use CSS. Add your recapture, Like there are options and ways of you doing it without having to spend the world. But if you have the money or if you've got a few clients, it's very economical by that point to spend a little bit of money and this stuff will just work. It will work really well and you'll look really good to your clients. So I think there are two options. Don't feel like you have to go the more expensive, but as soon as you've got a few clients, it's going to be well worth it.
0: I think my final thought would be to not view contact forms as an afterthought. It's very easy to do, you know? Yeah. Contact page, slap a form up there or like, hey, I wanna get subscribers or whatever, you know? And then you just think like, you're thinking about all the other elements of a website and it's so easy to not give this the consideration it needs. But again, it's security risk for starters as Sarah has brought out. But more than that, this is the line of communication between a business and their potential customers. So it really does deserve to be given a good amount of thought and and testing and all of that
2: and put it on your client make sure your client understands it is their responsibility to know that they are getting the forms when they go through you will set it up to your very best but then it is on them even if they are on maintenance i haven't
1: haven't gotten an inquiry in six months like yeah you know and
2: you're
0: mentioning (laughs) this now what you tell me uh
1: you know five and a half months ago
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah right um yeah i think you already said my my parting thought on um you know, as far as like the recapture and stuff, like I, I I'm a firm believer in, in the more preventative measures you put in place, the more potential problems you're going to cause as well. So start off small, do something, whether it's uh, a keys met or, you know, just, just enabling, you know, the, um, on the Divi forms, the math question or something like simple like that, but don't go crazy at first because that's definitely going to cause problems and just kind of step it up from there. Um, yeah. You can I always
0: add on more, but if you, you if you can get too much spam, yeah.
1: Yeah. I've never had a client like, you know, oh my gosh, I got 6,000 spam emails today. It's normally a couple creep through and yeah. And they'll say, Hey, you know, not a big deal. I got a few spam messages. Um, so the other one is contact forms nowadays do way more than just contact forms. So like Sarah oh, was no. saying, it's an investment, look at what else they can do and think, and think about how else you can use it for yourself or for your clients. And uh, it's, Definitely a yeah. good investment.
2: Yeah. And um, uh, also Nancy yeah. has, sorry, Yeah, <laughs> same, same thing. Nancy was just commenting, um, you need a privacy policy if you have a contact form on your website. Um, you do. So, I mean, I think all websites are meant to have privacy policies anyway, but, right. yeah. but it's just good, make sure that you've got that. It's a good reminder.
0: And, we and have... if you
2: are auto-signing them up to some sort of newsletter, you need to make sure that's really, really clear. Um, even if you're not in the UK, you need to make sure it's really clear that you are signing them up or put a tick box, ideally, that says, would you like to join our mailing list? And don't have it auto-ticked. Why not? Because that's part of the thing, is like they're meant to actively choose yeah, to I, join I, your I mailing list. I think
1: with GDPR, um, you, can't, you can't have it tick. They have to tick it
2: really
0: i didn't know that
2: yeah,
1: yeah. so just make I mean, sure well, like
2: and make it friendly as, as possible as the feds say, busting through stephanie's
1: you know. door right now I'm that's right uh, yeah it, you're, yeah with, with gdpr
0: GDPR, you're you're, parshmar whatever I know. Uh,
1: but yeah you're, you're not supposed to have it have it automatically ticked uh
0: that's speaking of gdpr of we thing. do have an episode from it's a little bit back there um but it's episode 69 where we have is a gdpr well, compliance a what it agreed. means for you but then I, we also had the Termageddon gang on. Which episode was that? Remember, they were here. That's not been that long ago.
2: I don't know.
0: Uh, anyway, I'll, we'll link it in the show notes because they came on too. That's a great... Oh, yeah, there it is. What's your policy on privacy? 147 episode. That's probably a better one to go with. Those guys are like the king and queen of privacy in all the groups that I see right now. And they have their it's also dirt cheap and it's super easy to set up and it always stays up to date and everything so mm-hmm. um if you do need a privacy policy you can check them out they're awesome yeah so anyway okay well this has been fun if, if this went a lot faster than i expected it to i thought this was there's just man it is like a rabbit hole isn't it talking about all this
1: <laughs> we we all survived despite sarah and i not feeling well and i right. me in a train uh, apparently, wreck oh. apparently david's trying to one up me and now he's saying he's sick and
0: yeah, he did too. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, he said he laid down for what he thought was a few minutes, and he was out cold. Yeah. And yeah. Um, anyway, and the, oh, and then when I started the episode tonight, like as they were joining in, uh, my entire computer just was like, "Nope." My whole computer just shut down.
1: Like he that's literally never happened.
0: Changed. Yeah, my computer's yeah. sick. Too. Yeah. So anyway, all right. See you guys next week. Have a great one.
1: See you later. Bye.